Welcome into Primetime Titans. We got a great episode for you guys today. Paul Adams, uh, all SEC offensive tackle for the Missouri Tigers, and most recently a member of the Tennessee Titans for the last 18 months, joins us today. We do a long-form interview. I uh, got about an hour, just under an hour, talking to him about the Titans, uh, the, the players on the Titans, the upcoming season, Coach Vrabel. Uh, we dive into the culture and how it's a little bit different than some of the other places he's been in the NFL. And we just have a good time kicking back and uh, picking his brain about his experience. So, um, Without further ado, please welcome Carrie Underwood. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. The Primetime Titans podcast is presented to you today by Walker Financial Management. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL and the engine of the Titans offense, but he would be the first to tell you that it takes consistent support from teammates, coaches, trainers, and advisors for him to be the most successful on and off the field. In the same way, small business owners are the engines of their companies and wear a lot of hats. Walker Financial Management exists to support owners of small to medium-sized businesses, specifically in regards to bookkeeping. They offer customizable solutions like transaction categorization, monthly financial statement preparation, accounts receivable and payable management, payroll, CFO services, and more. If you or someone you know is spending too much time, money, or stress on bookkeeping, find peace of mind by visiting www.walkerfm.com to schedule a free consultation with a certified bookkeeping professional today. That's www.walkerfm.com. All right, here we go. Mother trucking season preview, baby. Let's get into it. Um, we've got a special guest today, um, but before we introduce the special guest, we're going to introduce our host. Sorry, special guest. Don't, I mean, it's nothing personal. We got, I'm JG here. We got Robert. Welcome in to Primetime Titans on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Beautiful All Tuesday you live morning. listeners. Beautiful Tuesday morning after a weekend of college football. Oh, baby. I can't wait. And we also got Pettit here. It's a Primetime Tuesday. Five oh. days away from Primetime opening day <laughs> that is still a primetime mustache thanks man appreciate it that's still going strong until the titans lose we i think we just it's a recurring uh, update of how pettit's mustache is doing after last episode um i we just need to keep it going and see how many episodes it gets us are, are you for sure doing the waiting and keeping it until the titans lose no okay so we're not for sure doing that all right um yeah, so we've got a little season preview for you. Uh, we also got a special guest for you. We got Paul Adams here. Um, Robert, I'm, you know Paul a lot better than I do, so I'm going to let you uh, do a little introduction for Well, me. Paul Adams, for those of you who don't know, All-State 2014, All-State 2014 at CPA, and uh, offensive tackle, um, then went on to, to play in the SEC at Missouri, was a team captain his junior and senior year and uh, ended up 
getting drafted by the Draft. Giants. Undrafted. Undrafted. Yeah. One of the Giants first, right? Yep. Spent time on the formerly known as Washington Redskins, now Washington football team. And when, were they the football team or the Redskins when you played for them? I was a part of the last Redskins team. So wow. Still got the gear. That is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, awesome. And then most recently spent the offseason and training camp with the Titans and uh, is still in communication with them. Got hurt, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, Bucks game. Bucks game. So uh, Paul, Paul's a good friend, and we are really excited to have him be a host with us today on the podcast. So first off, Paul, how how you feeling after after training camp? How's how's the, tell tell our listeners what the what the injury was and kind of how all that went down? Yeah, uh, feel good after training camp. Um, felt pretty strong throughout the entire thing. Uh, it was a long time. I think the. You know, it's just a regular training camp. You know, there were some days that were, you know, those dog days that you just hated, and there were some days that you came out and you're like, you know what, like, kind of built for this. It was fun. Um, but during the uh, Bucks game, I got rolled up on a little bit. I felt it. I uh, tried to put my right arm down, which if you've fallen down, you've done like 100,000 times. You put your right arm down to catch yourself. Landed weird. Uh, wrist kind of rolled over my hand. Uh, hyperextended and partially tore the UCL in my right elbow. Oh, yeah, not fun. I felt a little crunch, and they thought it was like a tricep at first that I tore. Uh, with the MRI showing, it was just a partial tear, which is actually, thankfully, that happened instead of like having to get surgery on my tricep, which I've heard is not a fun thing to deal with. Mm. Um, you know, it's just like a you know, six-week process that it just you know the body naturally heals itself uh with a little rehab and whatnot so hopefully my body's doing its work and you know just trying to stay in shape and whatnot until uh my number gets called after this injury whoever it may be hopefully titans and paul you're a you're a lifelong titans fan at heart yeah. right oh yeah born and raised in nashville yeah. yeah um so with that there's there's our there's our guest introduction uh Father, Father Garrett. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> another follow up question to get a little intro going. Have you? Uh, do you know, like, when you Google your name, are you the first person to show up, or what? Like, have you? Do you know that even? <laughs> Sadly, I do. I think we've all Googled ourselves a couple times. <laughs> Uh, for me, it was huge, uh, kind of in the recruiting stages Yeah, okay. of, of high sense. school. You know, you got to see what uh, people are talking about on some chat boards and whatnot. See what the crystal balls were. Yeah, were you a, see what the were crystal you a four ball. star coming no, out of CPA? I was three. I was three star. Way yeah. to remind him, Robert. Come yeah, on. thanks a lot. <laughs> three stars is pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad, but I looked at three myself. more stars than any of us guys. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, yeah. But, Five star uh, hearts, though. Yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't put stars on hearts. All right. <laughs> All right, but. Jones. <laughs> uh, yes, so I you Google Paul Adams. Sadly enough, I am not the first person. Uh, South African cricket player is the first. <laughs> and to be honest, one of the worst things, I think, um, is checking Instagram in, and it says you've been tagged in something. 
<laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay, someone took a picture of me like during practice or whatever. No, it's like top 10 South African cricket players of all time. And it's like Let's number go. one on the list, Paul Adams. And I'm, and I'm just like, I guess when someone's tagging it, they, th- they like they just, search it. Yeah, and they see just it, see like, it. And I'm just like, do they not just like look and see that that is just not me or not like him whatsoever? So I hope he's doing well. I think he's like 50 something years old, but yeah. Good, good for him. Yeah, good for good Paul for Adams. Yeah. He's, left, he's left-handed. This our cricket player friend. He's left-handed. God, I think he has a unique. Because uh, I think I don't know if they're pitchers or whatever. I don't know what to call them. I don't know the game that well. I wish I did. But uh, he has a unique uh, f- like form, and that's what I always read on. Because yeah. I always look at the post just to see what. Oh yeah, just yeah. see what they're talking about. Yeah, and they're really. like, yeah, he's got a great hey, Paul Adams. Form. You gotta you gotta be familiar with you know just in case. Some random cricket fan comes up to you and sees like Paul Adams and just thinks that you're that I'm the him. guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what his uh, measurements are, but or I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess that we look nothing alike yeah. as well. Yeah, what's the what's the uh, you know physical form of a cricket pitcher or whatever yeah, that is? Yeah, I'm sure it's know. like five ten, you know, more compact, like one eighty five, and I'm kind of <laughs> not that. Yeah, a little bigger. <laughs> What um so we we had a question come up last podcast about big personalities we were talking about whether we should sign Cam Newton or not. Mm. And one question I have for you, who's the biggest personality on the Titans in the locker room? Taylor Lewan, easily. And, but he's like a positive personality, right? He's like yeah. a big personality, but he's all like he's team first, right? Yeah, of course. Like he's not me me me. No, 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 no. So no, we don't no. really have any diva personalities. It, yeah, it's crazy enough to say that with a team that good that no one's pointing the finger at themselves. Yeah. It, it actually is incredible. And I've told that to a lot of people. They're like, is because you get on teams and if you've ever been on a team, you know, people are just like, you can find the outlier and yeah, they're all about them. Yeah. And I think, uh, Vrabel's done an incredible job of the culture there mm-hmm. that, uh, seriously, like there's, would you no say maybe one. Vrabel is the biggest personality? <laughs> if you ask Taylor to one, then probably yes. Yeah, they, <laughs> they go at it for sure. It's fun to hear both of them kind of bark at each other. But yeah. Yeah. It's what fun. does Taylor Lewan? He, I feel like, uh, the kind of humor too, that he has is, uh, every now and then he'll kind of like make fun of himself or like tease himself. Yeah, he, like, he likes he, the, he likes he loves humbling himself. Yeah, yeah, and if it's gonna if anyone's gonna hey, humble that's what you himself, want. it's that's gonna what you be want, baby. Yeah, oh no, yeah. At Paul, I didn't to. know if you know. I didn't know if you knew this, but uh, out of anyone you'll ever meet, I'm the most humble guy. I promise. Okay, I love yeah, it. I'm the most humble guy you'll ever meet. <laughs> I love it. That sounds very humble. How much I don't do even you have to humble myself? Because <laughs> how much do you humble. or maybe like the guys in camp talk about or read about like people? Like Paul Kaharski or somebody talking about the camp battles, like like the wide receiver room. We all heard for like a whole month about how deep it is and how like everybody's in the competition there. Yeah, and then how much do the guys in the locker room read about that? Uh, not not as much. I think just because we see it every day, you know they they get the glimpses of practices, but they're not in the meeting rooms watching the yeah. breakdowns of individual. You know, some people just don't know the scheme, and so they don't know. Well, that was like a good blocker. That was a good route. Mm-hmm. It's like he could have ran an entirely wrong route there. True, yeah. So I, I think that um, you know you see it, but more of the fact that we know exactly 
what the competition's actually like. Yeah. At the end of the day, we know the rules, we know the schemes, we know, you know, the Well, you see some stuff online or on Twitter where you're like, you know, these Titans beat writers that are high in this guy, but if you actually knew what was going on, you would not at all be writing that. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't check it that much, but I mean, I've definitely seen some things that they've said some stuff and you're just like, that's just not happening here. You're <laughs> just like, that's just like, I mean, you see it, but you, you don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's like that with a lot of things, but yeah, there are some stuff that you're just like, you're just, they're just putting it out there and people are just buying into it and you're just like, <laughs> no, that's not it. I'm sorry. Is there a, and you don't have to name names, but is there like a notorious Titans media person that everybody in the locker room is like, this guy has no clue who's talking about? I mean, I've oh. got to guess. <laughs> or or uh, or like steer clear of this guy. He's bad news. No, we always try to steer clear of media in the first place. Uh, but but um, yeah, there are some. There are some. I won't name any names. There's one for sure. But I, won't name names. <laughs> I feel like our, do the veterans on the team basically kind of like do the veterans on the team kind of help out other players in the locker room with dealing with that kind of media? Because there could be guys that either they're new to the league, like they're rookies or second mm-hmm. year or some, or they're you know newer. Like just the example is you know Josh Reynolds coming from L.A. to to the Titans, like they got to acclimate to the the Nashville media yeah. and and how the Titans are covered. Are there people on the team that kind of help out other one other ones in the locker room who aren't used to it with like how to deal with that if they see it? Yeah, I think uh the best person at it is actually coach Vrabel. Um yeah. he he has That's like a, a certain guideline of when talking to the media. Yeah. You know, it's extremely simple. It's like don't talk about injuries, don't talk about timelines, put the team first, don't talk about yourself, um, you know, don't make any comparisons mm-hmm. uh, or predictions, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and or uh, you know, don't don't like say anything that you wouldn't like want to be out there because if yeah. w- once you say it, it's you know, there. they're gonna put it out there. Right. They, can, if it's something, they can manipulate it yeah, any way they want. Yeah, they can order some things differently. You're like, well, I didn't say that. Well, it's out there now. You can't really do much about it. Yeah. Um, why well, no injury? Talk about injuries. Yeah. Like, why, what's the just? He doesn't talk about injuries, or he's like, you shouldn't talk about injuries either. Is that a competitive thing? Oh uh, well, it's more the fact that just like he says, you know, like if someone went to like high ankle sprain or whatever it is, and he's more talking about the timeline. You're like, well, I feel fine. Like I could be back in like a week. Well, then you don't a come week back. comes back, you don't come back. Everyone's like, well, obviously, the training staff's not doing good enough. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it looks bad on other people's parts. That, like, maybe you're not ready enough. Yeah. But in like all in fact, it's like, well, it's just not healed yet. Like, yeah. Everyone heals differently. Um, that could... So a really quick example before Vrabel got here was... I think this was before Vrabel got here, was the Mariota game. Yeah, well, against that the Colts, his that might have been his first year. I think it was. Uh, I, I thought it was. No, no, that was Vrabel because that uh, Malarkey got us to the playoffs. Remember? Yeah, we went nine and seven. Vrabel's first year, we, we lost to the, the and we didn't go we to didn't the playoffs. playoffs. We didn't go because we lost to the Colts. Mar- and Mario didn't play, and yeah. we lost to the Colts at home. Blake Bortles, yeah. Blake Bortles played. Well, anyway, I just was Blaine, Blaine Gabbert, Blaine Gabbert, Blaine Gabbert, Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, I just remember everybody crushing. 
Mariota because whatever his injury was, I can't remember it now, but everybody's like, like, oh, he should play through that. Oh, the team doctors cleared him. And then he went and got a second opinion, and this, then he decided not to play, and everybody was pissed. Yeah. And we lost. Yeah. I remember that. All right, I got a question. Who are, like, the guys in the locker room that are clear-cut, like, leaders and, like, great examples and, like, guys that, like, you immediately walk and you're like, that guy is someone to follow? Yeah. Um, I think, for an O-line perspective, I think uh, Ben Jones is really good. <clears throat> and Roger Saffold. Roger Saffold, not of more the fact of uh, he's really good at, like, talking to everybody and kind of getting them on board, but more of his actions. Yeah, he's more, yeah. yeah. Servant leadership or just, like. It's incredible. The dude practiced every single day didn't get any really vet days during camp which is i mean very unheard of for a guy that's been in the league for 12 years as an offensive lineman yeah and he's taking no days off and is all pro he's an all pro right he's incredible like he is so good yeah he's very good um great guy as well uh super lovable but uh his actions are more just like how he plays the game is like how God intended offensive linemen to play the game. It's, it's incredible. Um, That's a beautiful way to say yeah. He, uh, yeah, he, he just, he, he just goes super hard. He runs downfield. Like he is literally 34 years old or whatever. And he's the first one down the field. If there's a big pass or a big run in practice, yeah. first one down the field. And then it shows up on game day as well. Um, I think for a defense perspective, I think Kevin Byard. Yeah. Just he's he's more the vocal as well as actions as well. He does a great job. Uh, I think everyone kind of just gravitates towards him. Yeah, um, just I mean, obviously I'm not in the meetings or whatnot, but yeah, he kind of has taken over that role these past two years that I've year that I've been there, um, and it's really cool to see. What about uh, is does Jackrabbit Jenkins kind of fall into that now? I guess because I've I've heard a lot of stuff out of camp that like he has kind of been teaching a lot of these younger cornerbacks specifically now defensive backs overall I, I know Kevin Byard's with the defensive backs too mm-hmm. but like corners specifically I've heard that Jack Rabbit's been kind of a good little mentor for Caleb Farley and uh Christian Fulton some of the other guys yeah so, yeah we, I is mean, he kind of in that too yeah yeah I mean we, when you're well established like he is and he's been around for I don't even know maybe 10 years now yeah, or so it's, yeah it's been a while it's been a while yeah um you know, it's easy to listen to a guy like him because mm-hmm. he's been through it all. He knows every, he doesn't know everything, but he's seen just about everything. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he, yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that it's easy to just listen to him. Yeah. Because he, he knows what's going on. Okay. Another, sorry, another one, Jeffrey Simmons. Is he kind of like Saffold where he does like he more shows it? Or is he also a vocal guy? He's he kind of lands them both. Okay, because he definitely because actually those two go up against each other in practice. Oh, I which bet is that's just like yeah. Oh my gosh, it's just <laughs> can't even imagine two bulls colliding. <laughs> it, it, it did really you ever go bro. up against Simmons in practice? Oh yeah, I did all last uh, all last season in like practice and stuff. How was that fun? <laughs> 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 no, he, he he's a really good guy, uh, but he's also very vocal as well. But I mean, he'll he'll definitely show kind of how how the younger D lineman should go um but he's he's very vocal as well how would uh how would you compare your the environment of the Titans compared to the Redskins at the time and the Giants yeah um i think just being younger and not kind of being well established with them mm-hmm. i i love and obviously i love the Titans just because it's a hometown <laughs> team but honestly uh when you say that, it, it, I just think of culture-wise, mm-hmm. 
it's you can't even like touch what the Titans are doing. To be honest with you, uh, I mean, I've lo- I loved my time mm-hmm. with the Giants. I loved my time uh, with the Redskins football team. Um, but honestly, just it, it's it's really hard to compare because like I think it's literally like head and shoulders just so much better. Is it something like the Titans are more focused and just like they're having fun, but they're also working hard kind of environment? Yeah, yeah and I think it honestly just having a coach that played for 14 years, he totally understands. At, I mean, 14 years and most of that time at the Patriots, too. Yeah, yeah. So he's like learned as a player from Belichick, and from, I would yeah, think the that he's doing time. something similar, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he definitely, from what I hear, he gets a lot of his stuff from Belichick, but then a lot of his stuff, he's like, I understand. Like, I know what y'all feel like on a. Tuesday in July yeah like I went through it 14 times so just like having him do that and just like the little things that he does whether it's like hey today's just going to be like kind of pull back a little bit like I like I know it's like we've been going hard for four straight days there's no point in like bashing each other's brains in for another one that's not going (laughs) to help us and I think that's literally why like towards the end of the season you see a bunch of like you see like some teams fall off and then you see like a team like the Titans where it gets picked up yeah. and you start rattling off four games in a row. Um that's I, I a great point. I haven't really thought yeah. I haven't really thought of Have that. you were you able to notice maybe like a type of personality or like a type of person that J Rob and Vrabel try try to bring in to aid to that culture? Um or is it all Vrabel's coaching and less so about like the kind of personalities and people they bring in? Or, I mean, would yeah, compared no. to your other stops. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's hard to tell in, like, in the locker room. No, I mean, I think, like, the biggest thing that they always want from you as a player, and they harp on it all the time, is just hef- effort and finish. Like, they, that is, like, the first thing, like, you get graded on. So, like, when I was talking about Roger Saffold, like, we were running downfield, like, if a play goes on, like, you can't just, like, walk down the field. Like, you literally get yelled at. Like, you literally – a play goes on. It could be, like, a 30-yard bomb. Boom, down the middle. Start running. You literally have to run at least two stripes, which is, like, 10 yards. Like, you have to yeah. sprint 10 yards. He's like, it's not only, like, the fact that you're showing, like, just in case, like, a fumble happens. You could be there to pick it up. But more of the fact that, like, you're showing that, like, you care about it so much. Right. And so, it's like they they want, like, those gritty guys that just, like – have been dying all day, but somehow they find two ways to get like two stripes every single time. And that is not how it was at the Giants and the football team. No, I mean, you would hear like, Hey, like follow the ball, but like you wouldn't get graded on it. No, it wasn't like, it wasn't like literally the first point of emphasis of like how they want their team to be like centered around this. So I I think that was, I mean, like that's literally like everywhere. Is that something facility. is that something that you personally if if you if and when you get picked up and let's say it's with a team other than the Titans is that like something you would carry over to the next team to try to like stand out in the meetings yeah at the other yeah teams? I mean it's it's really hard because you kind of got to get a feel for everyone else but at the same yeah. time you don't want to like show up yeah the veteran yeah but and especially it's already during season. It's Two not strikes, like Andrew Whitworth. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. What are you doing? No, yeah. You obviously have to read it out a little bit and see what everything's like. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think this – I mean, I had a, a, had a great offensive line coach in uh, Keith Carter. 
um, love him to death. He, he's very hard, but at the same time, he he loves you, and you know, he's one of those guys that just kind of instills it into you. It's like this is how we're gonna do it, and if you can't, then you won't be here. And it's like as simple as that. And you're just like, okay, I mean, I have to do it if I want to stay here. You know, it's extremely hard, but pays dividends in the end. Hmm. Did uh, did you ever overlap any of your time with our former first round pick Isaiah Wilson? I did. Oh, yeah. oh. Still great question, Isaiah Wilson. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> the old lazy panda is his nickname. Oh, really? Yeah, because pandas are really lazy, and I mean that kind of what so. I mean, obviously, without going into too much detail, or you can go into as much detail as you want. Um, <laughs> the standard that the Titans have, it sounds like, I mean, we can all pretty much infer hey, he's that not, he's he didn't not meet the standard. <laughs> he's not hitting two he's stripes. Not stripes. He was, yeah, he was, yeah, he was not two stripes at all. Yeah. <laughs> he was a yard dash mark. <laughs> he didn't even meet the Dolphin standards. For two days. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. No, it, Isaiah, he... um. I don't know. I I was with him for like six weeks, and then at the end of the season, he kind of just I don't know. He just, he just kind of left. I don't know. I really is have it, I really have no idea. Is it something so that weird. like I I don't know if you can necessarily understand or relate to it, but I feel like he it got to a point like he he got a lot of money, and then just lost the love of the game and realized he had a lot of money and he can use that and. Just didn't want to work. And started so, rapping. Like, it, yeah, yeah I guess rapping. like I that could definitely happen. It's yeah. the NFL. Like it's, it's yeah. Hard you to see make a bunch it. of guys they get to their second contract, and when they get that three years, twenty five million, thirty million, you can tell that next two years it's a steady decline in their career because they're like, yeah. well, you have to pay me. Like yeah. I'm getting fifteen, sixteen guaranteed. And I mean, if you're smart with your money, that's good. Like you're good for a while, yeah, a long time. But I mean, yeah, um, I think he was just a 20 year old that got seven million dollars right off the bat, and you know, I wish him the best of luck. But you can tell that the coaches were just very fed up with uh, how he was acting. You know, but he was he was late, uh, fell asleep like one of my first weeks just in the O line room, and literally Vrabel was sitting right behind him, and I was like. Oh my gosh! I was like, if wow. I, I was like, if I did that, my God, my ass would be out of here so yeah, would quick. You, would you make it to the end of the meeting? <laughs> no, it would be like, hand me your iPad and literally just leave. Like I'd rather have the cricket pitcher than yeah. you, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go Google the other Paul Adams. And we'll find. We'll fly him here faster than you can get out of this building. Yeah, it's just obviously with uh, you know first round. Um, guaranteed money and whatnot you uh you get treated differently mm-hmm. yeah. and i think at some point um they had uh kind of just been fed up with it and i mean i don't blame them yeah speaking of getting treated differently who would you say gets treated di- the, the the most differently is that the way you would say that uh of all of our players like do we have any players who are kind of treated not like they're better than anybody, but they get extra rest days. Obviously, Derrick Henry. Julio. Like Julio, yeah. Like, would Derrick Henry, Julio, and AJ, those three guys kind of be the, like, they get as much time off during camp as they want? Um, I'm going to go to a Mike Vrabel quote. Like, <laughs> we'll treat you how, we tr- how you treat the team. 
Okay. So, however you treat the team, whether that's rush for 2,000, catch for 1,000, <laughs> uh, we'll treat you that way. And, yeah, I mean, I think the, uh, those guys have de- deserved the yeah, days yeah. off. Uh, I mean, especially Derek. I mean, he's not going to ever take a snap in preseason. There's n- there's no point. Well, I think that, I think that like, the way – I feel like it, it'd be one thing if, it was, if this was the first year of Mike Frabel and John Robinson and we, like – you know, we've been seeing how the practice is going, and we get a little concerned, like, oh, my gosh, why aren't they practicing that much? But we've seen examples in the past few years how great, like you were saying earlier, how great he is with managing that and preparing them for success later on in the season. So I think what you just said, that quote is perfect. Like, that's another way of looking into it and seeing that, you know, it's not it, – we, Titans fans don't get super worried about – not seeing a guy in practice. Yeah, I think we even made the comment, like, I don't want to see Derrick Henry take yeah. a carry in the preseason. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just saw what happened to J.K. Dobbins. Exactly. Yeah. He took nine plays, and on the ninth play, like, he's out for season. Like, yeah. it, you, you would literally – I could not imagine if that happened to Derrick. I mean, just like on a third play, like, something just catastrophic yeah. happens, and then you're just like, well, what it's do a, we do now? Like that league. is Yeah, that's – What about Derrick Henry makes him different than every other – running back in the NFL. Hey, the fact that I can look him eye to eye and he is 245 pounds that's, and runs like the wind. Like, it doesn't look like it, but, dude, there are times where I was, like, just watching the game from, like, up in the little box that we're in and us little practice squad guys were in the box. And it just looks so effortless, but he's just moving. And you're just like, oh, he's gonna get caught. Like this guy's got a good angle, and then you're just like, wait, how? <laughs> like, how did he just do that? It, it's it actually is incredible. Does he like? I know I've seen his workout videos that he posts, and they're obviously incredible. But does he work out any differently than a lot of NFL players, or do we just think that he does because he's so big and massive and fast? I think the ones that he posts, they're definitely different because those are things that. I don't see much people do. Uh, I do this on the weekends. Yeah, I was about to say, that's like a regular day for me now that I think about it. Uh, But uh, no, I think he has uh, his trainer. I think it's like in Dallas or wherever. And he just got this routine now. And I think it's perfect for him wherever it is to, uh, like I said, like he's working for December. He's not working for like yeah, August and yeah. in, in September. Although I mean he is, but at the same time, like he's looking for like longevity of the season. He wants to keep on rushing when it's January and February. Yeah, uh, he, he's not he's not looking forward to that that first game and just being like I'm gonna go all out and then just kind of coast. Like he's working to build up every single game, every single week to keep on rushing for 100, 150, 200. So we uh, we like to call ourselves a long snapper appreciation podcast, and I know the question on all of our listeners' minds is: Tell us about Morgan Cox, dude. Crazy enough, don't know much about him, but <laughs> that's that we can keep <laughs> keep designing. We'll, we'll let it keep being a mystery. Yeah. That we want to solve. He's an enigma. <laughs> he might not but, be on the team. <laughs> yeah. I've seen him in the cold tubs a couple of times for sure, but crazy enough. My sister texted me. It was like the second week of camp and was like, sent me a picture of Morgan Cox. And I was like, okay, yeah, our long snapper. I just met him like the other day. Like it's been two weeks <laughs> in the camp. And she was like, no, me and his sister-in-law were like Kai Omega sisters. 
And I was like, okay. So I, uh, I asked him about it and he said, yeah. And he kind of gave me a story and then we kind of like fist bumped. And that was like the end of that story. I haven't it, seen him since. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really have not seen him since. But so, I, so your senior year at Missouri, y'all yeah. were got up to twenty three in the country, right? Top yeah. twenty five. Yeah. Your team captain. Mm-hmm. Is that so far your favorite year? One of your favorite years of football? Uh, Just with all the success y'all had, I think so. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, hmm. Yeah, like for me personally, I think so. Just because we had a chance to probably be be ten and two, we just shot ourselves in the foot for two games. Kentucky lost on a last second touchdown. South Carolina were beating them, and then an absolute monsoon happened in the second half, delayed Mm -hmm. it, and then just got screwed. But and you were a Outland Trophy finalist, right? Or on the list came down to like semi quarters whatever it was yeah around there yeah and then so at some point in that season or maybe it was the season before you must have had a moment you're like man I can I can play in the NFL do you remember that moment where maybe you you had a great pancake block on some guy who's supposed to be really good or was there was there a moment, or was that just always something you thought about yourself? Uh, I never really thought, and it was kind of like high school as well. Like I never really thought like I'm going to go play college football. It just kind of happened, and like progressively, I was like, oh, okay, I think I'm good enough to do this. Um, but like for my first two years, I was like, ooh, I'm not good enough to play in the NFL. So it literally didn't. Like, <laughs> first redshirt. two years at Missouri. Oh yeah, yeah, redshirt year, and then the redshirt freshman year, it was. I was like, okay. But, I mean, I was going up against first-round talent in practice every single day. Yeah. Shane Ray, Marcus Golden, oh, Charles yeah. Harris. Like, Was Nick Bolton there by the time you <clears throat> He was finished? a – Was like a freshman, freshman when you were there? Maybe – yeah, freshman. Yeah, he was a freshman. Uh, he came down on scout team for one week. Gotcha. It was the first week of the season. He was like second-string linebacker. As soon as it happened – I remember walking up to our head coach, Barry Odom, who I love. He's a defensive guy. Absolutely. Is he still there? He's no, at he's Arkansas. A, he's an Arkansas defense coordinator. coordinator there. I went up to him, and I was like, you need to get Nick Bolton anywhere on the field because yeah. that dude does not deserve to be on the scout team. He was killing us that day. Then he got drafted by the Chiefs this year. Second round, yeah. yeah. Really good guy, great family, uh, loves loves football, absolutely loves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, it shows because he plays with a lot of heart on the field. What about uh, Drew Locke? Drew Locke. Love that man so much. Uh, he's like a brother to me. Uh, we got very close that uh, his freshman year. So he obviously got thrown into the fire after the whole Matty Mock deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a name right there. Uh, Matty <laughs> Mock is a crazy dude. Um, but He was the quarterback at Arkansas first, Matty Mock? No, he was always in Missouri. Oh, he was? Yeah. What's the I I'm not familiar with the Matty Mock Drew Locke fiasco. Oh yeah. So that's just that's a story of itself. So Matty Mock came in I don't think he played for like two years and then uh I think this was before I got there. Another dude playing James Franklin got hurt, like separated his shoulder. He comes in and just torches. Absolutely destroys the SEC. Comes in, I think, plays Georgia, beats like number 10 or 11 Georgia <clears throat> in Athens. James Franklin does? Ja- no, uh, Matty Mock Matty does. Mock, okay. yeah. And so he just is like the starter for the rest of the season. Then we go to the Cotton Bowl, 
win the Cotton Bowl, and he's just like the dude on campus. Uh, I think we got up to like number five in the country at one point. And then my freshman year, he did the same thing, led us to the Citrus Bowl. And we won, We, I mean, we went to the SC Championship. Uh, Amari, Auburn? Uh, Auburn was the year before. Alabama was my freshman year. Okay. To, I think it was Derrick Henry just absolutely ran all over us. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Amari Cooper, like, broke the record for receiving yards and receptions in a game. He had, like, 12 for, like, a lot, and he just killed <laughs> us. Uh, and then it, th- we got Drew, who was, like, this four-star, like, elite 11 guy, huge guy. <clears throat> and uh, everyone was like, we want Drew Locke to start, even though Maddie has just led us to two very good bowl games. Um, and then this is my redshirt freshman year. Drew comes in uh, after three games – Maybe four games. Yeah, I think we were three and one. Uh, we had just lost to Kentucky. Everyone was off the Matty Mock train and wanted Drew. And then he started, won his first game, was like absolute king on campus. Um, and then we like lost about six in a row or five in a row, and it was not good. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. Uh, yeah, it, and then it got really ugly, and then we just like – we're five and seven and just like we <laughs> did, went, like, Mock, four and did he four. transfer yeah he went to well i think you know he actually had the chance to come back but gary pinkle our head coach at the time found out he had cancer maddie um, mock had cancer or gary no, pinkle gary had pinkle had cancer oh. yeah oh, absolutely <laughs> that would yeah wow uh <laughs> gary pinkle cancer and cut that would change yeah. the whole story Gary Finkel got cancer. Um, so he was retiring after the season. We got an entire new coaching staff. That's when Barry Odom came in my sophomore year. And um, I think they gave him another chance. And then a video goes out. I don't know if you've ever seen the video. Oh, no. I have not. I haven't. Yeah. So he was having a little fun at a party. I think it was like an old video. And, oh, gosh. Uh, had a little party sniffing something off a table <laughs> and he like screams <laughs> and as soon as Yikes. that surfaced they were like we have to kick you off the table not dude. ideal yeah i was like you're dude, the you, starter yeah <laughs> you can't be our quarterback <laughs> surely you understand yeah i mean yeah you, you have to like you gotta get it right can't uh, be mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, wow. We just went from how you asked me about Drew Locke, and then now, we're, <laughs> now I'm telling you about the entire uh, game by That's game crazy. scenarios. Yeah, so that so you, is. You, do you still keep up with Drew Locke? You yeah, we him? we Facetime each other from every other time. Yeah, uh, I texted him the other day after Teddy got named starter. Mm-hmm. He's obviously with the Broncos. Um, I mean, if you ever heard, if you've heard the little press conference he had, he was very professional about it. Took it like a man. Um, he kind of balled out this preseason, Drew. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. It is crazy because yeah. So you're definitely rooting for him. To be oh, of course. Oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, Drew is. Uh, he's one of my close friends. He's probably he was my neighbor uh, all throughout college, and he's just one of those guys that like I still keep up with, and like no matter what, like I could text him and he'll, he'd answer. Yeah, and then vice versa. But I mean. I know, like, the work he put in. Like, he didn't even leave Denver after the season. He, like, went straight into, like, watching film. Like, he, like, sent me a Snapchat. It would be 8 o'clock our time. It was, like, 6 or 7 o'clock his time. Uh, mountain mountain time. Yeah. And he was watching film. It was, like, I was, like, what are you doing? I was, like, dude, just, like, enjoy yourself for, like, a split second. <laughs> he was just, like, no, like, I'm, like, I'm pissed off from last year. 
Um, and they had just signed Teddy. And so he was just kind of like, all right. I mean, the competition begins. Yeah. Um, and, it, but I th- obviously they gave it to him. I thought that they were, uh, going to give him a chance and then just have a vet as a backup just in case. But, uh, I guess they know a little more than I do, but <laughs> you said, uh, Drew Locke was king on campus. What is, uh, what is that like? What, what does that mean? I would have no idea, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, for him, it looked cool yeah. <laughs> from the out- outside looking in. It looked really nice. Uh, he had a fun time at Missouri and then he had some dark times at Missouri. I will tell one story after the Kentucky game, we had just lost. I don't know if we got a first down because oh with, with the hypo mm-hmm. offense, it is fast, fast, fast. You could go three and out and. 45 seconds oh we saw last thursday night yeah oh yeah (laughs) talk about yeah talk about brutal when you're looking at the defense and they're huffing and puffing and you're just like i'm not that tired because i was out there for three plays and now you have to go back out there for like 15 i'm sorry um we had just beaten or no we just lost to kentucky it was 11 o'clock kickoff so it's like three o'clock we're driving around i think we're about to go back to his place and we drove downtown columbia not very big downtown whatsoever we're at a four-way intersection and uh his windows are down we're in a truck his truck and this like group of frat guys are driving by and they stop and they're like hey drew lock and he like turns around he's like what's up and (laughs) just some guy in the back seat of the car goes you suck and oh just screams gosh. it and i was like oh. i was like drew you just threw for like 127 yards and like two interceptions what'd you expect him to say let's just, take a look in the mirror yeah i was like there was no need for the windows to be down i was like there's no need to even respond and oh it was just gosh. like really sad because he was like all right we're following them and i was like what there's like six <laughs> guys in there i was like you're not gonna fight are you gonna put it on my hands now and I was like, let's just go home and just like chill out like and then just reflect on what just happened just like the entire day so uh hey, Drew Luck, you suck yeah he was so butthurt about it too and i was like felt really bad oh my gosh <laughs> That's that's hilarious. So transitioning to a little bit of a season preview here, we got NFL football in two days, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys. Can't wait. And um, then, then our Titans kick off the 2021 regular season against the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday at noon. A uh, lot, of, lot, of, lot of hype for this season for the Titans. Um, Paul being in it, it's probably different for you because you've been a fan, but now this is your career, and like these are your peers and colleagues in some ways. Do you do you think you know you'll look at the games differently, or or maybe in the last two years or three years since you've been in the NFL, do you look at the games differently than you did when you were maybe in middle school or in high school as like a fan? Now that it's your profession and you know kind of the inner workings of the NFL, you know some of the different guys who are playing like how has that changed for you yeah um i think just watching the games you kind of just whether it be the titans for me it's like oh i know the scheme and like i could be like oh that's that play yeah ah like he should have gone up on this backer or like misread it but yeah it is like i find myself like watching it and 
I like try to like look into the detail a little more. Try and you study it a little more. When yeah, you're watching. yeah. So it's like, oh, like he should have like done this, and I'm just like, what do I know? Like I'm sitting, I'm now sitting on the couch watching something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's the one playing. Um, <laughs> dude, Roger Savile devil should pull Yeah, it. like <laughs> terrible read by Tannehill there. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, there are times where uh, I'm like watching it, and it, it feels like. It just feels different, and like whether I'm like watching it with friends, and they're just like, "How'd you know that?" or like, "How'd you see that?" And it's like, I don't know. Like, I guess I've seen like so much film now. Yeah. Like, or like whatever it is, I've seen it. I've seen different looks, uh, pressures, and whatnot. That it's just like, it kind of snaps a little different. But uh, yeah, has been in the NFL. Like, do you think this upcoming season you will be thinking about the Titans from a fan perspective, or more from like uh, an employee like career experience? colleague perspective i don't know if that makes sense yeah no that's tough uh i know all of last year when i was on the team that it was a fan perspective as well yeah (laughs) even though i was on the team like Uh it it was weird like they were like i mean i mean some guys i mean everyone knew that i was from nashville but they didn't know that like i was a titans fan of my entire life Um, and a pretty big titans fan yeah like that's your diehard other than alabama yeah, but I mean, you're probably than, a bigger Titans fan than Alabama, right? Oh, easily, yeah, yeah. easily. Um, I've kind of lost Alabama love. Oh, that make of course Missouri because yeah, yeah. you went to Missouri. <laughs> nice. But you, he, Missouri's, yeah. <laughs> you, you had some, you had some Alabama, uh, some Alabama days. I remember you and Jack Cooper getting all, getting all. Hyped oh yeah, I still Iron think. Bowls. Oh yeah, it was a fun time <laughs> in the LSU games and whatnot. Uh, we loved it, but yeah, I think um, I'll always love the Titans, no matter what. Like. They release me. It's like I don't. I mean, I, I do care, but like, I'm still going to. You're not. Forever. You have no heart, ill will. <clears throat> no, there will never be any bad bad blood there. Um, I think just because I mean I've been rooting for them. My first ever game was the Music City Miracle. I mean, what an absolute That's unreal great game to be at. Like, uh, like I would be a Titans player for Halloween from the age of four until I was like ten. So I mean, like, I you wore, can say it was till about fourteen years old. Don't don't lie to us. I, I, <laughs> last Halloween, I was twenty-two. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, I think um, I think I'll forever be a fan, even if I am employed there. Yeah, because it, it, yeah. it's like just being a child at heart. Like yeah, the, the fact awesome. that I get to put on, you know. The old sword. So I know you can't you can't make any predictions about the season, but would would it be wrong for us to think that we have a legitimate shot to make the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, it, it looks good. I'll say that looks good. Yeah. All right, there you go. And I, I will say the the continued year continued years of the same culture. Would you say that um, could be like a big part of why we could make a big run? Oh yeah, yeah. And I think that the right guys are in. Not saying that anything was wrong in the past year um, with the wrong guys, but I just think that uh, everyone's kind of got that one more year of maturity. Um, yeah. And I think people have gotten a lot better. Uh, yeah, it looks really good. Are there any players maybe that we should – obviously we got the stars, but are there any players that maybe we should keep our eyes open for that could have a breakout year? Hmm. I think – uh, Anthony Ferkser is a great one. Okay. I know he's obviously, he's a kind of that star ish. He's that tight end that can, you know, catch. Yeah. But, uh, I think I'm really, I'm really high on him. I love, love Ferk. 
uh, the old Turkey Ferk. So he, <laughs> Is that his nickname? Lawan gave it to him, and everyone just kind of started calling him it. Just Turkey. <laughs> what turkey, are, what turkey. are some other nicknames? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I mean, uh, Roger Saffold's the Stallion. Ooh. Yeah. David Quisenberry's Clydesdale. <laughs> it's like a horse theme in the O-line room. <laughs> Did you get one? I was probably like the jackass. I don't know. <laughs> just the mule. Yeah, no, nah, I didn't get the I didn't get the pleasure of a Lawan nickname, but um, yeah, I think is uh, gonna do a really good job. Uh, who else? We have an undrafted rookie who I loved, and I know everyone loved. He made the fifty three. Makai um, Sargent. Heck oh yeah. yes, let's love go! I, I was hoping you would say that. Yeah, love I him. love Makai Sargent. Yeah, he, he's on the depth chart right now. He's like he was even below blasting game. Yeah. But cause McNichols is the backup with Darrington Evans on IR, but I think Makai Sargent, he's a beast. You think he'll get some carries? Uh, he'll probably be a, a special teams guy at first, which is, I mean, like if you can't make it at your position, special teams is hundred percent the way to go. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember we watched the Atlanta film. <clears throat> he had just scored a touchdown or maybe he just had like, a lot of carries, a great drive. They literally, in the fourth quarter, were like, hey, I know you haven't done it. This is called kickoff. We're going to yeah. put you on it. Sprint. <laughs> he was like, what do I do? Like, I have no idea. He's like, well, sprint down, hit somebody, and make a tackle. He was the first guy down there, absolutely ran over his guy who was blocking him, and then just made the tackle. Let's go. Dude, I remember seeing, I was like, I, I remember seeing him everywhere on offense. And then I was yeah. like, that was because Sarger just made that tackle. Yeah. Let's go. I love this guy. He's he, a beast. Yeah. I'm, and he's not big, and it's hilarious seeing him next to Derek because it's like 5'10 <laughs> compared to like 6'4. It's like, like the, the Deion Mark- Lewis, Derek Henry picture from – remember the Deion yeah, Lewis yeah, first year? Yeah, Lewis's first yeah. Year. It was no, like yeah, Deion it looks, came up really, to his belt. It really is very similar. <laughs> uh, but the dude is just like an undrafted guy, and he got he got his chance, and he just didn't look back. What about, uh, what about Christian Fulton? Yeah. He's I think, my kind of like – You like him? Yeah, I think yeah. – well, I just – I think – Christian Fulton could be one of those guys There's that sort very of few takes guys on the Titans we don't like. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. True, true. Very true. I think that's a good point. Henceforth, <laughs> uh, the podcast talking about Titans. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it'd be hard to hate them. <laughs> no, I think. Uh, yeah, I think he's really good. Yeah, yeah. I, think I think especially can, another year, like I said, of maturing. Yeah, I think that helps out. Just like kind of getting the out of rookie year, second year. I mean, it it it, it feels better after a couple of years. Mm-hmm. One player we didn't ask about is uh, Dylan Radens. Love Dylan. Really? Yeah. He was my locker mate. He was right next to me, and we'd sit and talk every single day. Is he pretty good? Yeah. I mean, for a guy that came from North Dakota State, you think, like, you know, obviously they've had two quarterbacks come out. I mean, well, really three. So they had Wentz, then they had Easton Stick, who did oh, a great yeah. job. And now he's been on the 53 for uh, the Chargers for a while now. Um and then they had Trey Lance now. Um, you know, they haven't had too many, like, offensive linemen come out. And you yeah. think that there's a huge gap in that game compared to a quarterback spot. I mean, quarterback, you could have the talent. If you're not at a play, big place, they'll still find you. Same thing with offensive line. Uh, I think it was – I think he did a really good job. Um, you know, he said he felt like he struggled a little bit at the beginning. <clears throat> and I don't know if there was any, like, reports on it on Twitter or whatnot or, like, in articles – but like I've seen it before where a small town a small team guy, a small college guy comes in, but it takes a second to click, but when it clicks, you're like, Oh, I see what they saw in you. 
Mm-hmm. And it didn't take long for Dylan. I think he, he's done a really good job, and he like moved from tackle to guard, guard tackle, this, that, and the other. Um, you did a little bit of that, right? Because yeah. you came out as an offensive tackle, mm-hmm. and were were you a tackle everywhere? But w- did you move to guard this year with the Titans? Uh, during it was actually my literally my first day there last year in the season. Uh, I was playing tackle, like, and then literally one of the guys on the team that was like on the show to, or the practice squad. Um, or maybe he was, he might've been on 53, but didn't play much. So he was like on the show team for the defense with us, <clears throat> like tore the webbing in his hand. Oh. And so he was like, he was a guard and they were like, Hey Paul, uh, can you play guard? And I was like, I don't think I have a choice. So I guess so. <laughs> but then I did, I did fine. And like, I kind of just playing guard ever since I haven't played tackle in a little bit. Did but. you like it better? I kind of did, yeah, and I think I kind of go back and forth. I was like, oh, I kind of like tackle, like oh, I kind of like guard, but I mean, all throughout so, college. But I if was, you get a call from an NFL team, will they? You really have a choice. Will they tell you like, hey, we want to bring you in as a guard, or we'll bring you in as a tackle, or do you get to tell them like, I'm kind of better at guard right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that was like one of the first things they told asked me. They were like, so like you guard a tackle, like I mean, we know you're a tackle, but like. Um, they're like, how do you, like, what do you feel comfortable in, like, left or right? I was like, I, I do either one. Like, it doesn't matter. And they're like, all right, like, we'll put you at right tackle for now. And I was like, I yeah, right tackle for the day. And then the guy got injured. Um, but, it's, yeah, I mean, they'll ask you, like, where are you feeling comfortable? Like, we'll try to put you in wherever. Yeah. Nice. Is there, like, a certain aspect of your game moving forward once you get rehab from this injury that you're like, all right, this is the aspect of the game that I – really really need to work on or i'm gonna this is my strength this is my weakness like moving forward yeah um i think in college i i loved the run game and hated the pass game because i was going up against these like sec dns every single week and yeah. they just fast as can be and i was like going up against like josh allen from kentucky oh, yeah, and i was like he's a beast yeah he yeah he made life fun um, <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, I think the there's a little part of everything that I could, uh, you know, improve on, whether it's just like strength in general, um, whether it is, you know, just like having better hand placement, pad level. There's little things that I could, you know, definitely improve. But like you said, wherever I go, I'll try to bring that like effort and finish no matter what. And I think that hopefully that overrides everything. Yeah. Well, we're certainly going to be rooting for you. Appreciate that. Hopefully, it's back on the Titans. Yeah, hopefully it's back with the hometown yeah, team. I would baby. love that. I would love that. Um, yeah. Any any more questions for Paul from from the from the peanut gallery from the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me. JG's hot board. JG. <laughs> I just have this thing where I like I I've said that AJ Brown's going to have like sixteen seventeen hundred hundred yards this year. That's an example of my hot board. I'll just say that is very some hot, hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, That's hot. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that was before Julio, right? No, that was when we had. Him. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were talking about Julio's yardage. The first thing I said when we got. Julio. Yeah, we, like, we were oh. talking about Julio's yardage, and I said he won't have a thousand yards because AJ Brown will have that many yards. Yeah, and looks like Julio and AJ both practiced full speed on yeah. Monday, so that's that's good news. Super excited for that. Um, we, I think. Uh, we uh, probably need to wrap it up here, actually. But Paul, we really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate Thanks for coming for on. Me. That was incredible. Getting, 
you know, insights into into the Titans. And honestly, it kind of kind of fires me up a little bit to hear <laughs> yeah, what he's saying. Absolutely. Seems like I mean, it seems like we are on the right track. Uh I'm definitely still a little pessimistic when it comes to my sports fans or like my sports teams. That's just because you're a Tennessee yeah, fan. Yeah, because I'm a Tennessee Vols fan. fan. <laughs> well, it, it's felt like I 98 still, and an NBA fan. That's yeah. not going well for you this year. Okay. It's <laughs> easy there. Um, but for those of you who are high school football fans, we got a huge game coming up this Friday night. JG, you want you to tell us tell us about it? Yeah, we got NBA CPA. Um, CPA has finally agreed to uh, to play us, and uh, and it might not go well, well uh, for the Big we'll Red. See what happens. Who is us? The NBA. Is that, is that you? NBA. That is us. That is that is me. I am a I am an alumnus. I am NBA. NBA. I, <laughs> he is Big Red. I am Big Red. Um, yeah, but so, hey. We want to invite all of our primetime Titans fans to a tailgate yeah. that we're going to be putting on at 5 p.m. at 2323 Old Hickory Boulevard. That is the address of the Titans. Or, I'm sorry, of the CPA. <laughs> it's basically the Titans. It's basically the Titans. Um, you can come see Jeff Fisher's youngest son coach the defensive backs for CPA if you're a Titans fan. Uh, you can come see Paul Adams. On the sidelines. Just standing. Coaching up the OL. <laughs> Chewing some sunflower seeds, basically. You can come see the head equipment manager's son, Randy Noska, helping out with the OL of the Tennessee Titans. Do we have any more Titans connections on the CPA Leroy sideline? Harris. Oh, yeah. Played Leroy, for the Titans that's for about you can also seven see, years. You can also see two of the hosts from Primetime Titans. That's there. right. Robert Engel Martin. Engel Martin, Engel Martin, played, Martin played for the Titans. But not Nate the third. Played not Nate the Morrow third played for the Titans. Pettit, he did. Not the third because Pettit's not. Does NBA have any Titans coaches at the moment? Chris uh, Sanders? or Chris uh, Sanders, former Titans receiver, yeah. Mr. Cavs uh, himself. Didn't he? No, it was Kevin Dye. No. It was what? Chris Sanders the CPA? He was coaching. Yeah, he was, he a was CPA, CPA early yeah. on. And then he went to NBA. Yeah. And then who was the center? Didn't y'all have? Uh, we had Kevin Mawai. Kevin Mawai. But he's not. Yeah, he he's not absolutely there. chewed us out one game in the halftime. I was, it was really insane. He coach there, yeah, I he did. Know. I, I love Coach Mawai. Shout out Kevin Mawai. I know you're listening. Yeah, uh, really. <laughs> you think, you get, you think uh, Kevin Mawai should be our next guest? <laughs> my, my Dude, need to reach Engle out. <laughs> Might need to. Let's get Ingle here. I think that that's that's something we're, nice. we're we're eyeing for the end of the season uh, or yeah. or when the season's over. Yeah, we love this. We uh, yeah, we got to wrap this up. So, um, like we said, Paul, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And for, uh, me. for Paul and for JG, for Robert, <laughs> for Pettit, <laughs> for JG again. Sorry, Paul, you don't get to say your own name. <laughs> thank you, JG. For Paul, <laughs> we're the Primetime Titans, and we thank y'all.